All right. So uh, the remote sensing atlas is basically, in very simplistic terms, it is a picture book consisting of photographic snapshots of the different applications of satellite and area of depth remote sensing. So it illustrates in, in graphic format the various features which are on the Earth's surface. This includes water bodies. It goes on to look at water quality, vegetation, that is forestry, agriculture, we're looking at crop monitoring, human settlements, the evolution of the built-up environment, such as urban areas, uh, the various geological features which are on the Earth's surface. It looks at mining in, in picture format, so in very, in very simplistic terms. But it also provides a, a brief history of the South African space heritage, all the space activities which, are, which date back to about 1958, and a, a, a grocery section of the basic vocabulary which is used in the field of remote sensing. I believe it's the first remote sensing atlas to be, uh, to be launched in South Africa. What was the aim when you guys decided now we need an atlas in South Africa? What, what was the aim? Uh, space science technology has generally been viewed as a very complex science. So we wanted something quite basic, which uh, will introduce students who are learning geography and science in secondary schools about the basic applications of remote sensing, and also provide the basic uh, the, the general public with that kind of um, uh, a view that, you know what, remote sensing and is that not such a complex science, is actually uh, a, a science which can be applied in their daily lives. Another reason, uh, thinking behind, is that if you look at the title, the title was selected because many people have an understanding of the atlas. And when they see atlas, they expect to find maps. And then we introduce remote sensing. So literally when people who understand atlas open the book, then they see all these images. And then they start understanding, is this remote sensing? Is this space? So we wanted also to excite people on how the products of remote sensing can be put into a normal atlas. And many people have read it actually say that they, they don't understand what an, remote sensing is, but after reading through, then they have an idea. Um, Dr. Jane, um, Dr. Mangara mentioned that you can apply this in everyday life. How can a person apply this atlas in everyday life? The, the atlas is strategically produced for different purposes and for different people. If you look at... Um, the images that are there, for example, we have re recently known that GIS has been introduced in geography syllabus from grade 10 to grade 12. So that is a learning process for those young people who are in those grades. And the teachers, too, because they have GIS, but remote sensing and satellite earth observation is still very, very a new field. So it is a capacity building publication, and it's going to be used for them for teaching, and of course not to mention all the applications that people know. We know, for example, now we are talking about drought, there's no water, but this atlas can help people understand how from space we can monitor water resources.
Can you tell me more what is contained in this atlas? Yes, um, we have got satellite and aerial images of the different geographic features of interest within South Africa. So these include mining activities, uh, the crop conditions, which are used for agriculture, urban development. So it's able to depict the changes, which are the rapid changes which are happening in our urban areas. Uh, it's, we have got uh, visual uh, images of flood analysis, uh, fire scar mapping. We have got forestry maps, geological features such as the Great Dyke and the impact craters. We have got urban features such as the Union buildings, for instance. We have got snow maps. And we also depicting the the visual impacts of of climate change. So you will see the ice caps in Marion and and Prince Islands, which are disappearing over time. So this is quite vivid in the pictures which are in the in the modernizing atlas. How long did it take for you guys to compile it? Uh, I think it took roughly a year because we really wanted to break very complex science into something which is understandable to. To, to the ordinary men on the street and to, to students who are learning remote sensing and geography for the first time. What is remote sensing? The basic definition for remote sensing is the art and science of collecting information about an object without being in physical contact with the object. So in, in our particular circumstances, what we are doing is we are collecting information about the earth's surface and the dynamics which are happening on the earth's surface from satellite platforms. So we are not directly in touch with the, with the objects where we are collecting the information from. So we are collecting the information from uh, satellite-based platforms. I believe that um, you're still to launch this atlas. When are you going to launch it? We, we are going to launch the atlas in May, at the same time when we launch what we call the Sport National Mosaic. Every year we produce um, an, a product that shows that the whole of this country has been collected by, by one of our satellites called Sports. So this year we have covered the country twice, and we are launching the two national mosaic, and we are also going to launch the first edition of the Atlas at the same time in May. We do not have a date yet, but we are targeting the first week of May. Can you tell me more about these mosaics? Okay, the, the, each year, South Africa National Space Agency Earth Observation collects, covers the whole country using satellite images. As Dr. Mangara was saying, we use our satellites in space to look at the whole country. So we have the whole country covered, and we put all the different images together into one product, which we call the National Mosaic. So people who would want to monitor water resources, to monitor agriculture, to monitor human settlements, they use the mosaic and all the data that has been collected from us. It has been a very interesting product for us. But what is interesting this year is that for 2015, we managed to cover the whole country, each point of South Africa twice. So that means that we have two national mosaics, and these are very important for agriculture who would want to know the changes in vegetation in the summer and the winter seasons and all the other applications that are contained in, in the atlas. And then can you tell me about the atlas, how it's going to benefit the country? The, the, the atlas is going to be very beneficial to, to the country. First of all, from our public, um, the public at large. 
because the country has been investing in space for, for quite some time now, and many people actually do know it. So I think it is um, a vivid clear of how space can be used in different applications. If you look at the human settlement mapping, for example, the country and people are able to see that set imagery can show the extent, the distribution, and even to show how many settlements have been built by year and where. This information is important for planning services, for service delivery, and just to aid government in making critical decisions. And this thinking can also go to the agriculture people who do want to know which areas are potential agricultural areas, which ones are no longer. And also we've got other products as been mentioned on climate change. So there are different, different aspects which are in the atlas that are targeting different government departments. And not to mention the university students. This is a very crucial product for university students because it's not always easy that they get information that shows the value of us observation in one point. But also we have a digital version, which would also like people who want to, to access it and, and use. So there are many applications. Those who don't know about us observation already, those who know its use but have not had access, and those who want to know why we should be investing in space. And, of course, the young people in schools, as I said, grade 10 and grade 12, who have been subjected to GIS but not remote sensing. So we think this is going to be a very good capacity-building publication also. And then, and then, Doctor, I just want you to uh, just comment on the state of space technology in South Africa. Are we making progress? South Africa is making very good progress because if you look at, first of all, the institutions that are involved in remote sensing research and training, it's a good progress. If you look at the students that are qualified in masters in remote sensing and other applications and other earth system sciences with remote sensing is huge. If you also look at the, the knowledge and uh, the technologies we have, it is extremely important. We also usually every year look at do a survey on, on the users and the user base is increasing every year and is extending from government departments to other small to medium enterprises that are coming up using remote sensing as innovation and also to build business. But, and we're also exploring a new set right? We are busy preparing it. So we are really making good progress knowing that space technology is, is not cheap, but the value we are getting it is very commendable. Are you able to tell me about that satellite that you're still building? Can you give me an update? Uh, we have already finished what we call the user requirements to understanding what kind of satellite our users in the country want. And we have documented all these user requirements. And the engineering people are still trying to translate the users in technical specifications. So we have made good progress, and we are still doing as much as we can and as fast as we can. And when can we expect it to be completed? I'm not sure to uh, at this time, but I know good progress has actually been made. But the public will always be informed as soon as a big milestone has been achieved. All right. And then, Dr. Mangara, just um, this question about the state of space technology in South Africa. What would you say? Would you say that we're making um, progress from your point of view? Certainly, we're making significant progress and inroads, particularly in expanding the user base 
within the country because it's not within the scientific realm only now. It is expanding to all the government departments you are working with. They are using it for special analysis in decision-making. If you look at the Human Settlements uh, Department, for instance, it's using it for, 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 for assessing all the changes which are happening within our urban areas, for, for planning in electrification. If you look at XCOM, for instance, if you look at Statistics SA, it's using our satellite imagery for census planning. So it's significantly reducing the cost of doing ground surveys on the ground. And if you look at the Department of Water Affairs, they are using our, our satellite images to monitor the condition of dams. If we look at the current drought, which is, in, which is occurring in this country at the moment, they are able to assess the impact of that drought, looking at the quantity of water which is within the dams, the quality of the water which is within the dams as well. The Department of Agriculture is able to look at the crop conditions. If you look, uh, they are also able to assess the impact of the current drought, which is going on at the moment because vegetation stress is quite evident from, from satellite imagery. So it, in terms of, use, of the user base, it, I think it's expanding rapidly. And where we see also the signs going, I think we, we, have got, we have gained a lot of competence within the country as well. And um, if you look at the science councils, which are, which are using remote sensing, that these include uh, the, the South African National Space Agency, the CSIR, the Council of Geoscience, and many other universities within the country. So in terms of that scientific base, I think it's also expanding rapidly. If you look at the, uh, at the postgraduate programs, which are within our universities, within remote sensing, they are also starting to... To, to expand a lot in the number of students who are, up to, who are taking this uh, remote sensing seriously is also increasing, which clearly indicates that I think we are really progressing in terms of the, of, of, of the, of the field of uh, remote sensing. There's also a lot of expansion, a lot of co collaboration on the African continent. So I think uh, in, in, in that regard, there's a clear value for the social economic benefit of air observation. Uh, Dr. Mangara, you were the project um, coordinator of this atlas, and what was the experience like? The experience was um, was a, it was a great experience because it 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 allowed us to look internally and say, what message do we really want to provide to the public? What are the challenges in the uptake of remote sensing? What kind of challenges do no students normally incur in learning the subject? So then it allowed us to, to break down things, uh, the complex science into very basic, um, very basic language which could be used, which could be understood by anyone, into pictures which are easy to visualize and understand without getting into very complex physics.